I hope your day is full of Christmas trees and wreaths and the roar of a fire and Santa Claus. Santa Clauses and Mrs. Clauses and gingerbread and sugar plums and Christmas stockings and pine trees and Christmas lights and tinsel. You gotta have tinsel. Let's get into it, guys. Hi, it's me, Shank. Welcome back to another episode of Shank. Today's guest is the one, the only, Sam Tripoli. But before we get into this week's episode of Shank with Sam Tripoli, there's just a few things I have to tell you about. First, get some damn socks. Oh, yeah. If you're like me, you go through socks fast. You lose them. All of a sudden, you no longer have pairs. You just have one sad sock looking at you for its long-lost partner. It's time to buy, you know, it's time to level up. Expand your sock drawer. Um, oh, yeah, socks.com. That's three O's, H-Y-E-A-H.com. Discount code Sarah10. That's S-A-R-A-10. They make amazing gifts. Whether you're into slippers or socks, there's something for you. I have so many fun slippers. I have bear slippers. I have red panda slippers. I got crocodile slippers. All at Oh, yeah, and they make amazing gifts, and they last a long time, so I can't recommend them enough. Also... A gentle reminder, Kim Congdon and I are coming to the Brea Improv a week from today. That's December 27th. Buy tickets now. Josh Potter is featuring. It's going to be a really fun show. And then January 14th, we're doing This Bitch and Friends in the main room of the Comedy Store. Come out. Get tickets. Last time we sold out, it's a fire lineup. It's Ryan Sickler, Lisa Traeger, Jetski Johnson, Damon Waynes, Trevor Wallace, Kim, and I. And yeah, we'll probably sell that out. So get tickets sooner rather than later on that. And uh, let's get into this week's episode. Oh, also subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Sarah Weinshank. And let's get into this week's episode of Shank with the one, the only comedian, Sam Tripoli. Here it is, guys. My studio is on Melrose. It is? Yeah, it was so funny. They had a giant like BLM like riot on the street during no. that shit and no. the, the only reason they didn't touch because i'm in a church and they just i guess they didn't want to piss off god or something like that that's where they draw the line yeah so where have you been austin a lot yeah how's that going it's fun i was in austin a lot and then when i'm in town i only just go to the store if i have spots yeah i'm fucking tired yeah it's getting a bitch comedy sucks in la it's not fun it's not like, it used to be. It used to be. But that's I feel what's like fucked up. That's what yeah, Austin is right now. I know. It's like where the fun is. I know. Just everybody's so young there. That's my only problem. And but Austin is fun for like a week. Yes. And then you got And then out. I'm like, I gotta get out of yeah. Austin because I'm and in Austin. And you come to LA and you're like, oh, I'm back. And then you're like, what am I doing? And then you're like, I should go back to Austin. Yeah. And then what you go there and you're like, maybe New York City, but it's too cold. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. I it's enjoy like being, being at the store after the party. Because there's not a lot of spots at the mothership, right? It's like two rooms, and the main room no. is like a headline room, and no. they bring their people, right? Yeah. And then you have like, what, f- five spots in the small room, two shows. Yeah. And if So it doesn't seem like a lot of spots there. There's not a lot, lot of spots there. There's not a lot of spots, but if you've been doing it longer than like, because a lot of the people that work there are like newer. Yeah. And they're just, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I wonder if he would give me a weekend in the big room. I'd like to try that. Anyways. The big room is big. 
We are here. Hi. Hi, everybody. We're recording. What are we going to talk about? We're not talking about conspiracies. Thank you. You said it in the hallway of the comedy store. I'm just so over it. You said only one conspiracy that I can save for the end. Yes. And I only know I one from you, TikTok. I so like I, I'm old now, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's like you're I'm not a, that old. I'm 51. That's not that old. That's no, it's not that old. It's like a different 51 than I think my parents 51. Yeah. Like they gave up. Like now I'm doing like jujitsu and yoga. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying not to, because I have kids and they're like three and a half, so which is great. But it's also then they have to deal with an old old dad later on in their life, and I, my whole goal is not to have them, you know, have to take out, take care of me and stuff like that, like not change my diaper or anything. Like that so. is like a real goal in my life right now. That's a nice goal. So I'm trying to stretch all the time so I can stay mobile and all that stuff. Um, but I'm basically out of everything. But I've been watching a lot of what I call black YouTube, okay, okay? which which is, um, you know, they have black Twitter. There's a section called black. and It's just black content creators. Okay. Uh, And they really black guys um, love talking about dating. Okay. And I've been watching a lot of their videos and I wanted to because you're younger, obviously much younger. Uh, Okay. Are you do you have a boyfriend? I'm dating. Okay. Is dating like, based on these videos, dating seems completely foobar right now, like really fucked up. It's completely fucked up. It seems really not not fun. It's completely fucked up. Why? Why do you think it's messed up? The guys that I've been dating, I have a pattern of dating emotionally unavailable men. But do you think there are emotionally available men? That's the question. Are there? I have yet to find them. There's like, there's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just feels like everyone's a little bit stunted. Well, I feel like they, so. There's this thing about about it, it. It's called women talling almost. It's and it's not about actual height. It's about the fact that like because of feminism, women's the amount of money they they're making has gone up, but there's still natural drive to date somebody who makes m- more money than them. Uh huh. Is getting it's getting harder and harder. Right. The money thing is not really an issue for me. Okay. I'm not really... It's more about, like, the ability for them to show up consistently. Yeah, it's it's got to be hard, right? It's hard. And then my schedule is fucked up. Because I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm going to Austin for 10 days. Mommy's on the road again. And then and you, they like, get come, angry about they that? They don't get angry, but it's hard to... Um, it's bond? hard to, yeah, it's hard to bond, especially if it's a new bond. It's just super interesting. It's it hard. It seems so much simpler when I was younger. Well, Is are it, you dating? No, I have a girlfriend for like 20 years. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. long girlfriend. It's like, it's perfect. It's just, yeah. we like, we just accept each other's. <laughs> deficiencies and we're okay with it which i think is a big thing that if if anyone goes hey what advice can i give you about dating it's just like give up one is like (laughs) just like when you date somebody give up just get especially if you're a guy do you have a girlfriend no no do you want a girlfriend no not right now yeah i'll get that but when you do want a girlfriend and you really want to say give up like (laughs) that is the best advice i can give a a, a man about dating like like get like just don't care. I'm, well, here's how I like got give play. up on myself. Or give no, up no, no. Life. Give up on like um, chasing. Well, ever <laughs> well, give up on just like thinking that you're gonna call the shots. It's better just uh, to go with the flow, and then when something really matters to you, then you put your foot down, and then it should be understood that like 
I don't really care, but when I care, we gotta we got we gotta listen to Daddy. That's my yeah. biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. But every what do you want to eat? I don't care. What do you want movie? Do you want to watch? I don't care. How do you want me to dress? I don't care. But it's like, hey, we're gonna go to this guy's house. I don't want to go to that house. We're not going to that house. Do you understand what I'm right, saying? Right, right. That is the best like, way. Pick your battles. One hundred percent. Men have to in a relationship. They have to pick their battles. But don't you think women do too? I think they should. I don't know if they necessarily do. Because there's a lot of like nagging that I'm seeing from guys from, or from women. One hundred percent. It was like you said you were gonna do that thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's like that's so fucking annoying. I also wanna. I also wonder that like as much as pornography has ruined men to a point. I also think like has like romantic comedies ruined women. Like the expectation well, of what is love. Also, porn has ruined women too. Do you know that they did they did a study that like like women are now like googling the most like violent pornography? Yeah, because we're like watching the most violent pornography. Which is this crazy ass thing that like there's this thing in society where like the more powerful you get, the more you're into being cucked. Like yeah. it's like if <laughs> yeah. you talk to anybody into like BDSM and stuff, yeah, like they'll tell you their most their biggest clients are like CEOs. Yeah, who so, want to be like. Tied up. So then, so then, on. yeah, one hundred percent, right? It's yeah. like really like degrading. Yeah. So now, as women move their way up into the into the into the ranks of the you know business, they want to be walked they, like a dog. Yeah, isn't it weird? It is weird. It is so weird. And then we have this whole thing with this, and I don't I hope it doesn't get uncomfortable. But there's some like this Me Too movement, like so, like I, I, all my a bunch of my friends got Me Tooed, and it was really hard to watch, and it's very traumatizing. Right. Like even if I was like single, suddenly I don't know how I could date. But a lot of men feel that way. A lot of men that I've talked to who have done nothing wrong feel yeah. the same way yeah they're like if i have any type of following or anything to lose 100%. and i don't feel a connection with somebody yeah if i just don't feel a connection with someone are they going to cancel me because i don't feel a connection 100 because i'm seeing that bitches trying to do that to some of my friends yeah okay so 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 again i'm watching all these like black youtube videos right <laughs> and so they're talking also yeah. about as women get taller right not physically yeah. but in, in, in business and finance um, they, their, their desires don't change in the man. So you have like, like studies have shown that like a hundred percent of women think like 80% of men are ugly, not just unattractive, but like ugly. Right. Really? So, so that means that like women, like most, almost all women are fighting over the same 20% of men. That makes sense. Cause let me tell you how many crossovers there's been. Well, like going on a date with whole... someone, everyone I know has been on a date with him already. Yes. And like, I'm like, oh fuck, do, do you know him? Yeah, he did the same thing to me. It's like that on Raya. Which is a part of this kind of uh, thing that I think happens to these famous guys where like the Me Too movement is somewhat like weaponized regret right like like you let's say you really like this guy but he's one of that 20 percent, and everyone's throwing their hat at it yeah. and he, he's he, he's trying to grab all the hats right, right. just to be a nice <laughs> yeah. guy and then just you really be a nice guy yeah and then you realize horny nice guy yeah, yeah that he's that you know like you want to date this guy but maybe it doesn't maybe you hook up but right. then you don't get the date you don't you don't date. get what you think you want out of then him. you get angry then about you get it. angry Right. Then you get angry, and there are some girls who do get angry, yes. and, it, and then it makes the Me Too movement less 
potent because it's hard to believe all women if some women are weaponizing the Me Too 100%. movement. 100%. Yeah, no, I get what you're so saying. That, so, and the, you know, so I remember when the Me Too movement was going really powerful and I, I, I was doing a show at, um, did you ever do... Uh, nerd comics or whatever that was yeah meltdown meltdown like yeah, i yeah. didn't do it forever and everyone's like every like all these tv shows are coming out of there yeah, i'm like yeah. this dojo is so powerful man yeah, yeah. and then i go there like it's it's like A i go there and it's store. like it's like three rows of lawn furniture yeah, yeah, yeah i'm like yeah. all every show on adult swim is coming out of this place <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah so i end up showing up there and, and like it's somehow it's like in the heart of the me too movement i'm doing a johnny mitchell show and and he like he he brings on a lady who later on, like we we talked and we we're like really cool now. Like, but at that time we we were going at it about me too, right? And she's like, I just don't want to work at a place where I'm getting sexually harassed. I'm like, it's not happening. You're you're this is all in your head. And she storms off. And then I look at the crowd and I go, I just want I see a lot of couples here, right? And, and what, if you're okay with this, what you're and some of you guys are gonna get married, some of you guys are gonna have kids, and you, some of those kids uh, are gonna be boys. And what you're creating right now is an environment where men walk into everything uh, with two strikes against them all the time, automatically. And they just happen to meet the one crazy, and then now their career's done because they just made an accusation, if we believe all women all the time, that he's done. Stick a fork yeah, in him. Yeah. Nothing, nothing happened. So the, the whole point of that rant is like the, the believe all will, will, women thing is super dangerous, but it, I don't think it will ever go away because... There is a part of like that is like this belief that women are told that they're like they're they're powerless in society and all this stuff and like this is their one like power play. Well, do you don't you think maybe it'll kind of just even out cuz like the Me Too movement was so like extreme maybe the pendulum will kind of just come back to the middle. I hope so, but I because also Because it's not sustainable to um to villainize the not, the opposite sex for our society. Yeah. Like if we if we hate men or and then that in turn makes men afraid of us. Which I think they and are. I think men are now yeah, I do think men are afraid of some women too now. Cause like if you let's say you hit on somebody and you're not very good at it, that could be spun into like harassment. Right. Whereas But then like, it's also like then women are like, no one's hitting on me. What I mean and I go like, on the road. Because everyone's yeah, yeah, I think it's super interesting. But again, then if we get into that 100 percent of the women find eighty percent of the men ugly, and now you're all fighting over twenty percent, they they can't date everybody, and then you get into this weaponization. But we don't you think that men find eighty percent of women ugly, and there's also twenty percent of women? Like there's top there's top men and there's top women, but the that, high value not, men and high value women that everyone wants. But to I've date. never heard that in on black YouTube. <laughs> okay, okay. They've never mentioned that. <laughs> they never mentioned that data says <laughs> that most men YouTube. find most women un, unattractive. I think it's the exact opposite. I think most men find women ugly. I think mo like this is a you know the one thing I've noticed like I've been blessed to have a following right mm -hmm. uh, through my podcast and I've noticed that the people who tend to come up and talk to me are a lot of them are nice but there's also some crazies right <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. you want to be very nice to everybody because they're your fans you're like oh thank you and then it's like you know it's like let's 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 storm the capital together yeah. like oh, okay yeah. that's not my thing right. Yeah. But I'm sure with super hot women, right, you guys get hit on. And it's like the guys, because men will tend to hit on women they think are on their level. But crazy guys will take a shot 
at the hottest of hot. There's crazy. Guys. Right? There's because like actual nut cases. Yeah, I, and that's why women are like, oh, I can't meet anybody. Nobody, and because it's all crazy people hitting <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because men very much are just, because you ever meet a woman who like hit on a guy one time and it didn't go well and she's just as shocked? She's like, oh my God, he like did the, the, what is yeah, going And then yeah. what do they always say? He's got to be gay. That's got to be it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I asked him out. He said, no, he's got to be gay, right? <laughs> but that's guys every time. Every time we are like, am I worth it? And you're like, no. And you're like, is it and really we just like have to that? move on. Is it really you just like have to move that? on. Like, we are a volume, <laughs> right? It's like, nah. You're like, volume, volume, volume. That's is what? it really like that? Yes, because we are, we are walking up to you and hitting on you, and you are going yay or nay. And That's we get true. a lot of nays. That's and true. like, you can't, you can't take it. Some, obviously, guys get very angry. Right. And they're like, hey, what, 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 who the fuck are you? You know, and they go yeah. nuts. But for the most part, guys are just like, okay, God, keep moving. Damn. It is rough. It is rough. I guess that's true because I'm not going to ask a guy out. I wait yep. for them to ask me yep. out. Yeah, yeah, And then if it's someone I don't want to ask me out, that's a nightmare. That's the worst. That's the worst. I learned this a long time ago, dude. They're either into you or they're not, and just keep moving. Because I've, you know, when I was young and still attractive, you know, I would have uh, people. You're still hit. attractive. I know, but I was I was really cute when I was young. But the whole point <laughs> is that, you know, if you're not into somebody, you're just not into somebody. That's and it's, true. And it's, I I just I just say keep moving because it's easy to hang on. Right. Well, this is a big thing too that I've been watching on these dating shows. Is like, like women are seventy percent of uh, divorces. They make the decisions seventy percent of divorces, right? I believe that. And, and what women don't understand, and this is really true, men will stay in relationships for years that they're not happy in because they don't want to hurt a woman's feelings. Whoa, that's they do so it dark all the time. Like, a woman's tears are so fucking powerful. <laughs> and then I, I was That's in a... That's true. <laughs> I've had a, I was, had a relationship, uh -huh. and I was miserable in it. And then one day, she's like, I don't want to date you anymore. And I cried for, like... I was, like, so sad, even though I didn't want to be in it anymore. I was like... And I remember going to Lord of the Rings, and I'm just crying the whole movie. And everyone's like, he must really love this movie. It's <laughs> Sobbing him oh, in a breakup. I, I didn't even want to be in the relationship anymore. It but was, is it an ego thing? Uh, an attachment thing? An ego thing? Well, why guys stay around or why I cried? Why after. you cried? I think there was like, yeah, it was like, it, again, it's like, it is a statement on my worth, I guess, at that point. And yeah, and then maybe it's also that oh, she got me before I could get her, almost in a weird way as well. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I should have pulled the plug first. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess, had my I, hand yeah, on it for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guys will stay in a relationship a long time. But going back to um to like this whole Me Too thing, it's like. And by the way, I'm driving this conversation. If if you want to talk about something else, tell me. But cause okay, okay. I'm interested okay. in, in hearing your opinion. So. So we see a lot of our, uh, our guys who I'm friends with uh, get me too. And I think most of them, if not all of them, were just based off no evidence and just this kind of movement at the time. And, and uh, you know, one of them, I remember, I'm not going to say his name, but this woman came out and she's like, and then, and then he, I went to see him at a, at a, um, 
at a, uh, a show at this hotel, and I got a hotel room, and he came up to my hotel room, and he told me to get on my knees and, and blow him. And, and, and like I got I like and I'm like what what is the issue here like that well, sounds like she some... got the hotel room invited him over to the hotel room right and then didn't like when he was but like that's dominant yeah it's like dominant submissive which is what BDSM I know, but not is everybody all likes that shit but it's it's like I mean if I'm down with it but I'm just saying <laughs> like there's people out there that don't but go hey so man so it's like how do you have to I don't know it's it's a it makes things weird. It makes things weird. Right. Right. Because like, just because I'm but acting like poly- dominant in the bedroom doesn't mean that I'm going to abuse you tomorrow. Yeah. And it's also, you know though, I mean? but there's a power dynamic. Right. That when you're, let's say, even if like, it's very rare that a very famous woman dates an unfamous guy. It's very r- rare, right? Like, they're more about the alphas. Well. Women like to date up. I don't know, though. Aren't there some famous women that are married to like Julia Roberts? Like dated the best grip or some shit like that. Yeah, I think yeah. that was about <laughs> had to it. Date the best grip. Yeah, yeah. She dated a guy in fucking catering. Yeah. But that's the only one. It's like, it, but there's. But a, what about men that are in high positions? They like to, they like to date the super hot. Right. It's like being an attractive woman is the easiest way to move up and down uh, the, the the economic scales. Like, the best example <laughs> is that is... You're not uh, wrong. Is, um, what's, what was the name of the... Anna Nicole Smith? Oh, yeah. Well, Anna Nicole Smith is the most extreme version. She, <laughs> she was, was, she was, was literally dead. like a day shift stripper and this, like, <laughs> billionaire rolled in and next thing she knows, she's like a billionaire. It's like the craziest <laughs> thing. She was an icon, dude. Yeah. I watch videos of her like half asleep eating Cheetos and like go off queen. Yeah, I think she was the <laughs> best. And she just took that shot and she won. But it's just interesting to me because the whole thing is a power dynamic, right? He's super famous. You're a fan. That's a power dynamic. Right. That's true. What, is, what about the opposite situation where it's like the woman's super famous and the guy's a fan? Does that happen? You tell me. Do you ever hook up with your fans? No. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Well, never. Right? <laughs> never. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys will do that. Guys will do that. Groupies that's are part great. Of, that's part of why they like doing comedy. Well, you know 100%. I mean? You're like, I like to get a reaction out of the opposite sex for the superpower that I have. 100%. Right. And why does a woman do stand-up comedy? Because she has daddy issues. (laughs) I hung my kids every day, all the time. (laughs) I'm just like, every hug is like a little farther from the the pole or the (laughs) microphone. I know my one daughter's going to do stand-up. I can already tell. Oh, dude. We went to the recital for the first time. She stood right in the middle of the stage. She did? Yeah, and then she put on a big performance that she had to go potty. So she like walked out in front of everyone. Just put out. Yeah, it was the best. Did they both do ballet? They uh, this was Christmas recitals. Oh, Christmas recitals. Yeah, they are the be- yeah. It's Christmas programs. So like basically, they- <laughs> what it is is they just lip sync a song. Yeah, and everyone claps. That's it's the cutest thing you'll That's ever see so in your fun. life. I remember doing that as a kid. Did you have to do that as a kid? Yeah, but this was I like I hated it. I love. I, well, I personally in lo- it was the best feeling ever watching your kid do it. Well, watching your kid doing it yeah. is is like magical. Yeah. I'm sure. It's the best. It's crazy. That's so, so that's cute. what I wanted to talk about today. What so do you-, do you like being a dad? Has it changed? Oh, it's and in like what ways has it changed you? And did you always think you were going to be a dad? I always wanted to be a dad. 
But did you always know you wanted to be a dad? Or were there times in your life where you're like, I don't know if, I don't know if that's for no, me? No, I always wanted to be a dad. That's from interesting. The, from the jump. I always, people always ask, when did you, you know you wanted to be a stand-up? I literally tell people, literally from the moment I realized I existed in the universe. Right. It sounds like really dramatic, but it's, right. it's the truth. Like, right. I wanted to do stand-up comedy before I knew there was an occupation and their name for it. Right. I get that. I felt I, the same way. I wanted yeah. to make people laugh from like very young. I'm the. I, I took great pride. I got funniest in sixth grade. You did, <laughs> which was leaving elementary school, and then I got. I'm the only person to go to high school with the sole goal of class clown. And did you get it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and to the point where they ended. They ended class clown for a couple years because they're like, no, we're just encouraging <laughs> no. these kids to be assholes. Not right? the same Tripoli <laughs> yeah, award. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they got rid of it and then they brought it back. But fr fr from the moment I was a kid, it was the reason I moved to Las Vegas because I thought it'd be a great place to start stand up comedy. Let's take a second from the podcast to talk about our sponsor. It's motherfucking Schedule 35. If you're like me, you like to microdose and macrodose, and there's only one brand that I trust when it comes to this, and it's Schedule 35, head over to Schedule35.co, discount code SHANK15 for 15% off psilocybin, all kinds of stuff, whether you're into chocolates or teas or capsules, there's something for you. I can't, I can't uh, tell you how much I love them enough. All right, let's get back into the pod. Thanks. So you knew you were gonna, you were meant to be a stand-up, but did you know at a young age that you were meant to be a dad? Too? I well, from the jump. That's how I feel about being a mom, but I don't think everyone has that. Do you want to be a mom? Yeah. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Whitney just had a kid. I know. Which is such a beautiful thing to see. I know. It changes your whole view of everything. It like makes everything worthwhile. It just changes your views, like. I was really struggling really hard with drugs and then I, I had kids and I had I went out and I got I was getting back to come back because I was on a run and I came back and I was like coming off the drug run and I had to take care of my kids and I was like this is the lowest of scumbag low I could get and I decided like they didn't ask for this so I decided I never did drugs again after that and that was three years ago so that's awesome yeah you change your life and it just it's just, I, I, you know, the growing old is great. It's like there's there's some things you're like, oh, the pains of this, and, and I'm tired a lot, but it's the best thing ever because there's no more pressure. Like, literally, yeah, yeah, being nice. a dad, like, I'm in pajamas right now. Like, I'm walking around. I'm on a big show. I'm doing you're pajamas. You're like, I'm dad. Yeah, I'm, stick, a dad. I'm done. Stick a fork uh, yeah. in me. <laughs> Yeah. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. You know, I mean, I don't like the only reason I don't want to be fat is because, again, I don't want them to have to wipe my ass. That's my whole goal in life is I do you're not really you're really anti that. Yeah, I just do not want them to take care of me like that. Right. So that's like I'm working on that. That's it. Stick a fork me. It's done. You know, there's things in my career that I wish I were going a little different, but I'll, I don't care. I just don't. But don't care. you think everyone has that? With yeah, one hundred percent. It's like no matter what you get or what you have, you're always like, I could be this or that person is this or that whole thing. Yeah, and it's just like at the end of the day, just all that stuff doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. It really doesn't matter, and yeah. you don't realize that till much later. Right. And just having kids is just like you just have somebody outside of you to live for and to work for, help out and. You know, there's a big, uh, you know, not having kids movement going on on the internet right now. And, you know, like, I can wake up whenever I want. I can, but, <laughs> and I don't have to deal with this. I don't have to deal with it. Like, like, 
those people like when their snapshot of children is based on this very small moment it's like it's like you've never watched the NBA, right? And they right. show you highlights of NBA players like dribbling the ball off their foot. And that's what you think Basketball. the NBA is yeah. about. And yeah. it's like you don't see the high-flying dunks and the three-pointers and the block shots and all the fun stuff that right. makes it amazing. You only see the kids crying at the, the restaurant. You're like, oh, thank God I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. But there's all the other stuff when they like... They like you bring home this meat wad. It's literally a, <laughs> a, a, just a mound of meat. You're calling a baby a meat wad. It is. It's just so meat. Gross. It's just meat. <laughs> and then like every day, they they you just see them start downloading new operating systems. Now they're tracking you. That's so crazy. So my daughter, she just like my first daughter, because I have twins. She came out and she was just like. We, I brought her home and she would just do this thing. Just, mm. <laughs> I'm like, she looked like she was like sol- going down the slalom, right? Just, mm. I'm like, what is this kid doing? And she was just like, mm, every day. And I go, what is this? So I turn around and go, do you want to stand? I thought part she was trying to poop herself, but she wasn't. Oh, yeah. So then I'm like, do you want to stand? And she put her two feet on and the biggest smile came on her face and the whole time since the moment she's born all she wanted to do was stand up it that's was the, so crazy yeah so you have this like weird moment where you're like whoa this thing wants to stand up <laughs> that's it's like great. so crazy <laughs> and then when they talk and then they walk there's like all these amazing things and then they start like saying words you don't even know it's 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 the biggest blessing ever is there crazy times you're like what am i doing with my life like so they stay at my house now some nights and like they don't want to go to sleep. So it's like three in the morning yeah. and they're just thrashing my living room. I'm like, this is Coke energy. This is <laughs> this is a giant Coke party. They're just wrecking a hotel room. What are they what are they doing? They're it's just like- grabbing books, they're opening books, they're running around. <laughs> they just they don't want to sleep. They're just it's it's hilarious. And it's just fun. It's just blessings, and you know, it's like hanging out with a uh, coked out comedian. Yeah, one hundred percent. Have the same conversations. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. I, I, I love. It. I'm, I'm blessed. I, you know, I had it very late, so I appreciate it more. I think when you get stuff later on, you appreciate it a little more. That's true. They're the best, though. And now they're meeting with friends, and you take them to school, and they got their little friends. So now they're socializing. Is it weird interacting with the other parents? No, the other parents are great. Okay. It's like there is a sadness when you bring your kid to preschool for the first time. I bet. It's like, oh, you're leaving me already? That is sad. I just got you. Oh, yeah, that is. Now you're already gone, and that you're like, sad. oh, now all the societal pressures happen. Right. You know, who wants to hang out with who? It's just fun. And, of course, they're girls, which is such a weird thing that people say to me. Oh, yeah, that's God giving you girls for how you treat. I'm like, what does that even mean? (laughs) I don't even understand what that means, dude. But uh, they're great, dude. And having twins is chaos. Have you ever waited tables? No. I was a hostess once at Saddle Ranch. So so having twins is like you have your entire section of your of your restaurant when you're waiting slammed 24 7 and it's like oh wait so okay you need diaper you need a bottle you need this and it never stops all the time it was crazy it's that is crazy i can't even imagine being fucking pregnant with twins I oh dude yeah that's that's actually bravo bravo that's to also everybody. like a fucking nightmare it's for me. crazy though but I'm kind of happy it's awesome to have to get two get and just get it with, done and then they have, have each other yes. yeah 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 and they love each other that's so cute they love each other it's the best 
It is so great. Fucking cute. They are great. I'm making a comic book based on them right now. You are. It's called the Chaos Twins. <laughs> And it's like a, a basically a book that gets into conspiracies and stuff like okay, that. Yeah. Okay. So it's like. Is it a kid's book or an yeah. adult book? Well, it's a kid's book for adult. It's a kid's book that adults can enjoy as they read to their kids. Okay. Okay. So but you're writing a conspiracy book. We're also book. doing like a, a, a multiverse too, where like them from the future comes back and it's like. That's it's, sick. Yeah. I'm very excited. That's about so it. fun. It's called, if you guys want to check it out, go to chaostwins.com. Oh, you have it online. Yeah. Well, we did a big fundraiser. We we wanted to uh, get like $3,500. We ended up getting almost $35,000. Oh, shit. So we're going to do an animation and all that stuff. So that's so cool. Yeah. I'm blessed. It's are they, fun. Are they going to look like. Do the twins look like your girls? A little bit. It's like the internet's crazy, so I don't like to give. Do I don't like to do too much. There's a lot of uh, internet tough guys out there. So there's a lot of internet tough guys yeah, out there. I see them too. They, yeah, they're just annoying. Yeah, they are. It's lonely people. Yeah, they're they're everywhere. Yeah. What else have you learned on Black YouTube? Black YouTube. Okay, what else is there? Um. Black YouTube's interesting. Uh, what else am I watching? I, uh, yeah, I mean, I love Black YouTube. Uh, I, the the OnlyFans thing is an interesting thing, like this phenomenon of OnlyFans and what it represents. And OnlyFans. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I always feel that like there's like this kind of like shadow group of people that are like constantly trying to hurt us into different things, you know. And like so, like way back in the day. There was MySpace. Right. And then, like, they torpedoed MySpace and up came Facebook. And then, you know, you know, Pornhub was really big. Pornhub was a giant CIA, like, uh, really? honeypot thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 100%. What it do was, you mean? It was the quickest, it was the quickest uh, website to 50 million users ever on the internet. It was the quickest one. It went to 50 million in like a couple so months. So do you think the CIA is tracking people on? 100%. Right. Now I got to get off Pornhub. Yeah, right, <laughs> That's right, what I'm learning. Right, I have right. a VPN. Does yeah, that help? It, no, it doesn't help. It no, doesn't? That stuff help. But what is it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I do. It's so funny. If you look it up, it comes like it says my name. Sam Tripoli keeps saying that. But it really is. <laughs> and it tracks what you... And, like, it does two things. One's, for one, it like, you go there to just watch normal porn. And then they got this whole side thing where you're just like, oh, what is that? Next thing you know, you're into, like, the weirdest shit possible. Like the pop-ups? No, like, where the suggestion bar on the side uh, of all the pornos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, what is that? Next thing you know, it's, like, all black trash. You're like, what am I doing? <laughs> How did I go in this neighborhood? Yeah. Um, and then, so I think that was CIA, but that's ran its course. So now I think OnlyFans so, took it over. So now you think the CIA is tracking on OnlyFans? Well, I think, yeah. I think, well, OnlyFans. But what fans, are they trying to find? Well, OnlyFans is a whole thing where, because, you know, it went from like porn stars were kind of these outlaws. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, hey, the secretary has an OnlyFans. You can watch her get weird. <laughs> yeah, so on does the, the waitress. Right? Yeah. Everyone's got an OnlyFans yeah. now. There's like 3 million content creators. Right. And, you know, it's this movement I see in Hollywood, which is like trying to make everything that's outlaw mainstream. But my theory is that, like, not everybody is built for the outlaw lifestyle. You know, it's like certain things you do bring certain energy. And those who do those in the past did it because they have to do it. It's the only way they could 
survive and make right. money. So they went to these guys, whether it was like dirty comedy or pornography or, or music. Mu <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of that. Well, music's interesting because there's a lot of CIA influence on that. Like, what do you mean? All the 60s and 70s bands were all basically CIA bands coming out of this thing called Laurel Canyon Studios. Like Fleetwood Mac. Like they were, they were, in, they, they, like I, I can't go into everybody, but like the Mamas and the Papas, the Doors, uh, the Beatles. These all have like dark, and these have like secret groups behind blowing like them CIA. up. Yeah, CIA. Like industry plants. Uh, uh, yes. There you go. Okay. So, so a great example is is um, Charles Manson, right? Right. Charles Manson was an, uh, basically an FBI uh, plant because he would get arrested and he'd instantly get released over and over and over and over and over again. And he, what happens is that movements happen, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and what they do is they want to basically corral them and put, install their people into the front of the movement. Okay. So a great example is like feminism, right? Gloria Steinem, is that her yeah, name? Yeah. She was a CIA informant. Okay. So they insert her in to bring you to a certain way. And then, like, her whole movement was marriages, like prison, you're owned. And, you know, if you get married and you have kids, you're not living your so best life. So she was planted by the CIA. You don't the think FBI. that she... The FBI. Yes. How did they pick who they plant? Well, that's a great question. They're on these campuses, and they hear the people saying what they want, what they want pushed. And they always it always starts as a, as a movement... And then they gets corrupted and controlled by these intelligence agencies. So that's what happens. And music is just like that. Just came out that basically gangster rap was a complete and utter CIA psyop. They basically NWA was just completely, uh, you know, it's like ice. But what's the benefit of planting these people well they can move it they can, even if the movement's going here right straight they can just kind of go and now it just goes off a little bit a, a little different direction or push it like now that now they're doing a christmas song with mariah carey like well mariah carey <laughs> it's interesting you know not i'm not saying everybody all the time but there's a movement for certain things okay right like like mtv was a giant psyop of to push like this kind of like certain kind of lifestyle that. Spring break, baby. But yeah. But yeah, spring break. And then it just got really crazy. And it was like a day in the life of a gay porn star. And you're like, <laughs> who's watching this show? Who wants Me to know? Me when I'm 12. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, right? wow. Exactly. So I go and I pick a show. I pitch a show to MTV. And they go to me, how does this entertain 13-year-old girls? And I go, so everything you have on television is for 13-year-old girls? And, like, this was at the height of their, like, debauchery. I was like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. I would just watch. My mom had to put a password on the TV because during a summer vacation and, like, anytime I had off, I would just sit in front of MTV for hours and hours. So yeah. then she put a password on it. We'd beg her to take off the password so we could watch Spring Break again. Then we learned the password, so it was over. <laughs> so then she had to change the password. Yeah. So it's, yeah, everything's an intelligence trick, but, yeah. What's else on Black YouTube? Um, <laughs> it's mostly just, just making fun of feminists. Of you watching Black YouTube. I love it. Really? I, I, oh, I love it. I watch this guy called the Poor Man's Podcast. I watch him go from seven thousand subscribers uh -huh. to over seven hundred and fifty thousand subscribers. So, how do you get involved in Black YouTube? Do you just type in Black YouTube? No, just like. <laughs> 
I don't know. Who, just the algorithms start the suggesting algorithm knows you what you like. Yeah, and then you just you have to start watching other stuff, or else they'll just silo you into like everything on Instagram. To me, is just buttholes and street fights. No. That's all I have on Instagram. <laughs> That's my entire Instagram. Mine's inspirational quotes and men with tattoos. Oh, really? Are yeah. you into tattoos? Yeah. Do you watch um? Do you watch Ink Master? No. You don't watch Ink Master. I never watched Ink Master. You should watch. It's the, is it good? Oh, it's the great. If you love tattoos, yeah, it's the best show. Okay. You, and there's 15 seasons. Okay. On pre, um, pl, um, para, uh, Paramount Plus. Okay. That you can just go through. Okay. And it never gets old. It doesn't. Oh, it's the best show ever, dude. Just you watch these people. Are they crazy? Oh, and they just they just like they they got six hours to do a full on tattoo, no. and someone comes in and they get like they get a tattoo for life, and it's like the worst tattoo. <laughs> and we're like, oh, you gotta live with that for the rest of your life. And then you see the really good ones. There's this guy named DJ. I'm gonna go. He's in Vegas. I'm going to get him to do it. either a tattoo here or a tattoo of Godzilla because I'm a big Godzilla you fan. Are? Oh, I love Godzilla. I went and saw the new one. It's the you best. You did? What other tattoos do you have? I have uh, I have First Amendment, Second Amendment. I have my recovery meeting there. That's Brody Stevens. I have this panda that shoots a gun right here because it's black and white and ends racism. <laughs> I have the 1915 Armenian Genocide. Mm-hmm. I have the Armenian LA logo right here. Okay. I have 607. That's where I'm from. Where is that? That's upstate New York, Cortland. Okay. Okay. And then I have um, Ronin here and my first album, Crime Fighter, right here that I got. An, I had I had one TV show in my life and they made me get a tattoo. So that that was it. They made you do it? Yeah. It was like a, it was a challenge show. Like I didn't <laughs> even. So, so like Steve Byrne one day calls me up and he's like, hey. You want to go on this audition with me for a, a comedy show? I'm like, sure. He's like, yeah, they want us to do duo. So we go in there and we're just making fun of videos. And I remember Ari Shafir said, always do something that they'll never forget. Okay. So I'm like, I'm like, we're doing the show. I go, hey, Steve. He turns to me. He goes, well, I go, whack. And no. I smack the fuck no. I go, talk about this video while I dry hump this wall. And I just start dry humping the wall. No. <laughs> So the whole ride home, I'm apologizing to him. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That was the weirdest. That was the weirdest (laughs) audition ever. I'm so sorry about that. Sorry I slapped you. So (laughs) I didn't hear anything. And a week later, like, you want the show? I'm like, what? You got me? Yeah. So I get the show. And they're like, come in. We're going to tell you about the show. So I'm like, oh, we're just going to make fun of videos, right? So they're like, okay, so we're going to show you some videos. And it was kind of like uh, reaction videos before reaction videos right. were big. And so we're like, okay. And they're like, and then we're going to we're gonna have you do stunts. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is the stunts we're going to have you do. And we, I, I, I got a stunt show that I didn't even no. know. So I'm doing like, I'm making fun of videos, which I'm great at. And then I'm doing stunts and I'm getting hematomas. No. <laughs> so I started at that show at like 180. Okay. But I would get hematomas and I couldn't move. So I bloomed up to like 210. No, from your stunts? Yeah, if you watch me <laughs> slowly get fatter, I'm the only, yeah. Well, I is get, that like a, what is a hema, is that a blood clot? That's where like you get a bruise, but it, it blood just stores and it, it looks like you got a, a giant head coming out no. of it. No. You'll see it in like How fun. do you get rid of that? You Well, you can go get it drained. They'll, they'll pull okay. the drain, Or you just wait. 
wait time and just hope it goes down. You had to do stunts? Yeah, it was crazy. I'm the <laughs> worst at it, too. I'm no. the worst at it. I'm still friends with the guys who we did the show to, but that's where I got my first tattoo, and then I've gone and gone tattoo crazy. But I've never gotten a whole sleeve or something on my leg, so that's next. A whole sleeve. Then I'm going to get my all my dogs. All your dogs? Yeah, because I, I lost one dog a while ago. I got one that's getting really old and super sad. You got to get the tattoo. Then I got a pug. You have a pug? Yeah. What's your pug's name? Roger. He's gay as fuck. <laughs> How he's, do you know? Oh, dude, he does all this power bottom piggy <laughs> stuff. He, all the grossest things. He's totally into it. You walked in on him on Pornhub. Yeah. he's like, Getting oh, tracked by the yeah, CIA. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Did I talk too much? No. Okay. I feel like. I, I like that you talk a lot. It was, makes it easier for me. <laughs> I love that too. Just go. Just I go I off. Want to talk. Yeah, go off. I got I got a bad tattoo one time at Skankfest. I had to cover it. Oh, I got. Oh yeah, I got one. That's the Ronin I got oh, right you here. Did? Skankfest. I didn't like the way mine came out. So would you get rid of it? Yeah, it's covered. It's a butterfly now. Oh, I love, what was it before? <laughs> it was an eight one eight for Brody, but okay. it looked like. It looked like two snowmen playing table tennis. Like it didn't. I'm like, I don't know how you fuck up an A18 yeah, that badly. Yeah, that's so weird. It was so bad. That's so weird. So let me see it. So let me ask you something. Could they put a color tattoo over that? Is that possible? I don't know. If you wanted to do like a sleeve. Yeah, I think they could do whatever. Because I have some weird tattoos. I'm wondering, like, I could do like this is supposed to be a shotgun, right? Doesn't it look like a black dick? It's like <laughs> I see the trigger. Give me the little head right there. I see the trigger. Yeah, yeah, they could do they could do something with that. But yeah, so I love tattoos. <laughs> but you'll love, you'll love Ink Master. Oh, you gotta watch it. Watch it from the start. It's the best. Do you think? Are you, do you think you're gonna be a strict dad? I am. You are. You know you are. Yeah, I mean, like, everybody else just kind of co-signs on kids. They just kind of let them do whatever they want. And right. it's a hard thing to It's a hard thing to be a parent now because all the – my mom gives me advice all the time. I'm like, you could beat us back in the day. Like, yeah. that is not allowed anymore. So yeah. you have to have real, like, conversations with them. Like, my big thing is, like, teaching my daughter not to snitch. Okay. Because we went to like this uh this <laughs> Santa thing and the Santa showed up with like three of these like weirdest like BDSM earrings on you. <laughs> you're like, okay, on your spare time you're into some weird shit, Santa. The Santa has Yeah, and he's like, weird? sit on my lap. She's like, he doesn't have to sit on your lap. Just sit on the side there. Just take the picture, Santa. Yeah, no. So it's like so she was running around, you know, they were running around. One of my kids autistic, so she just she's great. She just but she just nonstop wants to run everywhere. Like autistic kids just want to run to danger. They're like jackass babies. They just like, <laughs> is there a stunt? Could I die? Let me try. That's what right. autistic kids do. Right. So we were running around and outside where we were, they had a giant jumpy house. And my daughter, my kids' names are Ghost and Ninja. So uh Ghost is the older one. And um, she had a lollipop in. And I'm like, you can't go in with the lollipop. You got to give me the lollipop. And so this uh, older girl comes in. She's got a lollipop in the jumping round. My daughter's like, Daddy, she's in there with a lollipop. I'm like, come here real quick. Come here. Did she hurt you? Did she steal from you? Did she hurt somebody? Did she steal from somebody? No. 
then we don't snitch. <laughs> Triplees are not snitchers, okay? <laughs> Especially seeing that your parents are fucking fully retarded, okay? <laughs> You're going to do some weird shit, and you don't want people snitching on you, so Triplees don't snitch. Do not snitch. Like, I'm trying to teach her that shit. No. Uh, yeah, you go. No, I think snitching's way too prevalent now. I think people are way too quick to tell on people, and I'm not going to have my kids be a part of that. Snitchers. Yeah, there's too much snitching. Uh, yeah I know tons of stuff I'll never tell anybody anything I think that's the key <laughs> I keep it to myself Yeah Unless someone's in danger Unless somebody's stealing from somebody Or hurting, hurting somebody, somebody There's no snitching Right That's right. my whole opinion Right Do you think you're going to be strict when, they get, when they're teenagers? Yeah I mean like I fully know that both of their parents Are crazy people <laughs> So, I mean, I'm hoping two negatives make a positive right. and that they have, you know, but I mean, they seem pretty like they seem really well behaved. That's good. So we'll see. I mean, like, I really do think everybody zigs and zags. Oh, yeah. You know, like if your parents are super liberal, kids tend to be more conservative. If your parents are super conservative, you know, yeah, yeah you yeah. tend to like listen to Slayer and smoke weed. <laughs> yeah. And, you scream like all my kid, all my friends growing up that had super, super conservative parents were all like smoking weed all the time, listening to I was Slayer. smoking weed all the time, all too. the time, wearing drinking, flannels, lying. <laughs> lying all the time, all the time. I would lie all yeah. the time. So uh, you got to catch them on that stuff and, and instill these basics like manners, like that's a big thing. Clean up after yourself. You're, you're, when you have a child, you are literally. Training a wild animal. <laughs> These are sense. wild animals. They're feral. And if you don't train them, they're never going to learn the rules of life. And they're going to end up in the prison. Just a bunch of people who never got trained right. That's what it is. They didn't learn the rules of society. That's sad when you put it like that. It's totally sad. It's they're, they're feral. They're feral. <laughs> <They're> just <laughs> they just, the biggest thing I'm learning right now is how to play the game of life mm -hmm. and that's it like how do you play a game of life like this podcast yeah me and you we're playing a game right now we are and the game is how to do the best entertaining podcast how do you interview YouTube. me uh, yes black youtube <laughs> it all comes back how to black youtube everything's Sam. black youtube everything's black youtube black i love black youtube i'm gonna get on black youtube that's our episode hey that's a great episode where can people find you do you have anything coming up you want to promote it comes out on wednesday okay uh sam triply go to sam triply.com i'm going i have this new show that live show that i do called the revival where i just do an hour of like religious and conspiracies and spirituality I and like just it. some people show up for it some people are like what's going on here but it's a lot of fun and i put it out on my show i have a website called rock i'm on a premium content called rockfin r r k f i n.com it's all my premium contents there and then if you want i'm doing a north american tour of uh i'm doing an international tour of north america i'm going cleveland uh, Pottstown, PA, and then um, Pittsburgh on the uh, January 11th, 12th, and 13th. So go to samtribute.com, check it out, and then I'm at the Comedy Vault at the end of January. Hell yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching. Kim Congdon and I are going to be at the Brea Improv December 27th by tickets. Also, this bitch and friends main room of the comedy store. It's a stacked lineup. Tickets of that tickets are on my Instagram at Princess Shank. Subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Sarah Weinshank, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hell yeah. You guys are killing. I'm so